0: Making a movie physically and mentally destroys you, you
1: know, it just, it just does. It
2: becomes such a labor of love that sometimes we neglect to look at it as a business. People lock into this idea that there is a correct way to do things. There's not. There's a million ways to do it.
0: Video has become the most effective way to get people to do something that it is you want them to do. It's time for filmmakers to get real with Jeffrey Michael Bayes. And Forrest Day Jr. Well, it's a new year. It's a new podcast. Well, it's the same podcast. It's just a little bit different. You know, um, a lot of people try to move out to LA. Uh, myself included, actually. I plan to move to LA uh, at some point. We just found this uh, this article in the Hollywood Reporter recently that is talking about people that work in the film industry. These are people that work for streaming services. Um, like Hulu, Netflix, uh, people that are actually, there's one composer that actually composes music for uh, games like Star Wars and things like that
1: living in their cars in L.A. That seems crazy, but I, it's there's a housing crunch out there. Uh, financially, it's it's crazy money, and there's just a shortage, unless you want to live with eight other people. And this article um, by Katie Kilkenny,
0: uh, she wrote for The Hollywood Reporter. She's going to be joining us in a few minutes, actually, to talk more about this. But uh, I look forward to it. You know, we're talking about production assistants, uh, script readers for big studios, um, grips, camera assistants, um, even actors and voiceover artists are living in mm. vans, vans and cars. And so what they do is, because it's illegal to do that, Uh, in most of the city, they're moving, they're
1: changing parking spaces twice a day so they don't get caught. That's got to add extra stress to your life. It's really, you know, I mean, I'm from the East Coast and, and, uh, you know, I live in a house and I've never uh, lived a nomadic lifestyle. I I suppose some people enjoy it, but I could never do that.
0: (laughs) But for some of these people, you know... Uh, there's this one guy Joe mentioned in this article. He's been doing this for four years. Wow! And he's got solar panels on the top of his van. He's got a bed built into his van. <laughs> All of these people are got showering it. at the gym. They have gym memberships to shower, and you know, as it turns out, <laughs> the gym membership is actually cheaper than uh, rent. So you know, it works out for right. them. Right. <laughs> right, and
1: you got and. This is the real life part of moving out to l a that a lot of people don't think about when you're at home you know in your house in the east coast the the, the middle of the country wherever in another country you you think oh, I'm gonna move out to l a and live the dream but you get out there and right away you know within days you're pelted with huge bills uh with rent and food and and of course parking.
0: Yeah. Oh man, this is this is this is crazy.
1: It was an interesting article. When I read it, I was actually quite shocked. You know, I, I tend to. I guess I'm in a little bubble, and when I read this, you know, it's like, wow. You know, they, these are the people they're out there trying. They want to. They really want to make a a living of this. And I was. Um, I went off into other articles. I was surprised at how many actors that are well known. That have been homeless.
0: Yeah, you know, William you know, Drew Shatner. Carey. William Shatner. Yeah, William Shatner. After he was Kirk on Star Trek, he was living in the 70s in his car for a period of time in L.A. Yeah. So this is nothing new.
1: He, he might have been doing it as a social experiment because he's just a he's a cool guy. He does some crazy stuff.
0: That's true. And a lot of, artists, a lot of artists are more open to this kind of a thing. But apparently this is on the rise. Um, and this is yeah. directly because of the economy, because millennials as a generation are not getting, they're not seeing the same kind of wages as other generations have had in the past. Um, not able to save money for the future. So mm-hmm. let's take a little break here and then we'll just go right to Katie and, and talk to her about this. And uh, But again, we're talking about people living in L.A. in vans and cars because they don't want to pay rent. That's one thing Alfred Hitchcock was really good at, creating suspense with a camera. For the last couple of years, I've been teaching Hitchcock suspense techniques at festivals like Buffalo, St. Louis, Palm Springs, Los Angeles. Filmmakers are learning easy tricks for building suspense that are so easy to implement. Now there's a way for you to get access in my new book, Suspense with a Camera. It's available in bookstores now. And don't miss our free docuseries on YouTube called Hitch20. If you'd like to get in touch with us, tweet us at Borges Film or email info at com. Today we're talking about people in the film industry living in vans in Los Angeles. Okay, okay. so Katie Kilkenny uh, wrote this article in The Hollywood Reporter. LA's housing crisis hits Hollywood. And she went out on the street and uh, talked to some of these people living in their vans. Katie is joining us now. She's associate editor at The Hollywood Reporter. Katie, thanks for joining us today.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: So, um, I guess my first question is, how did you find this story?
2: Yeah, so how I first got started on this was that I saw a story um, in Curbed about a safe parking lot that was opening in West LA. And now, for those of you who aren't in Los Angeles, Safe Parking Lots is a nonprofit that provides secure lots for people who live in their cars. And I started to look into what they do and saw that they have a bunch of lots all over L.A. and that they have plans to open some more and just started to wonder, like, how many people in the entertainment industry were using these lots? And as I started to sort of ask around with friends, I found that some people knew people already. And as I sort of, like, dug further into it um, and went on to some of these forums, I saw that there were a bunch of people sort of in those uh, early stages of the industry, so assistants, um, people who are mm-hmm. below the line as well, and people who are in unions who were doing this quite a bit. So there were only a few that were willing to talk to me on the record, but I found a bunch while I was reporting, and more are popping up after the story published and keep on reaching out to me and saying that they're doing it too.
0: So did you get a sense of how many filmmakers are doing this? Uh, I know your article says that, there are 10,000 people in L.A. living in their vehicles. Mm. How many many of those would be filmmakers or people living in the entertainment industry?
2: So it's actually, as of 2018, uh, over 15,000 who are living in their cars. Um, So that's about 25% of L.A.'s homeless population, which is a pretty large amount. Um, And it's really hard to specify how many are filmmakers. But some sort of uh, figures that I did come up with were that Safe Parking LA told me that of the 45 people they house every night in their lots, three of them are uh, in the entertainment industry usually. So that number varies by night. Some people show up some nights, some don't, but they say about three every night. And then when I talked to the LA uh, Homeless Services Authority, they told me that this is a population that they are well familiar with people who come out here for entertainment and end up living in their vehicles either by choice or not. Um, And then, as I said, like people have reached out to me after that story came out and have said, you know, I do this, my friends do this. Nobody really knows how many people do this, but it's a lot of them. And so it's, it's hard to put your finger on, but I suspect it's more than we know.
0: Now you say that some people are doing this by choice. Mm -hmm. Um, So, (laughs) Are they doing it to save money for the future? Is that the idea?
2: Yeah, everybody's uh, decision process is different, everybody I spoke with. Um, But the one theme that all of them pointed to was California's housing crisis. So a figure Mm -hmm. that's often cited is that since 2000, the median um, rent cost for people in L.A. has risen 32%. Um, and in the meantime, you know, wages have stagnated. So that's a, a bigger part of your paycheck going towards your monthly rent. Um, and so everybody mentioned this, but then sort of individual reasons that people brought up were, yes, saving for the future. Um, one guy that I talked to talked about ha- wanting to buy a house. So he was living in his car in order to buy a house. Um, another man that I talked to wanted to save money for uh for his passion, which was uh, downhill skateboarding. And he wanted to save time. And then there are some people who do it um, for the adventure as well. A lot of it has to do with saving money, but one girl really didn't like living in LA. She's doing it because she's a reader, and she's a writer's room assistant. But she wanted to be able to leave on weekends. And I think for a lot of people, there's that sense that this allows for a more mobile lifestyle.
1: And the Safe Park L.A., uh, when I reached out to them, they said there's definitely uh, two different populations. There are the people who are choosing to live in their car to save money Mm -hmm. on rent because there is a housing shortage. And then there are, uh, you know, people on the edge of homelessness. Yes. Uh, So we should differentiate between the two. We're we're talking about the filmmakers or the people who are heading out to L.A. to uh, make the big dream of being in the movies.
2: Yeah, it's important to differentiate that these were people who were choosing to live in their cars rather than falling into it. And LA Safe Parking does only cater to people who have fallen into uh, car dwelling and who are not choosing it. Um, They were pretty entrepreneurial in spirit, and so that was something that I found was that they were making the best out of a situation that's admittedly really tough.
1: And why? uh, What what does what does Safe Parking LA do for people? Like when we say safe parking, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: what what is safe parking compared to just Parking anywhere, like parking at a Walmart or par- parking at a Target store?
2: For sure. So what they do is they operate um, lots that are secret. So nobody knows where they are. When I went to go report in one, they had to tell me the, the address through like a very secretive means. Um, and they're secure. So there's a security guard walking around the lot all night to make sure that nobody is bothering the people who are sleeping in their vehicles. Um, and they do other things, like they provide resources in terms of, you know, if people are struggling to find work, they connect them with uh, potential employers. If people are looking to get on food, on food stamps, they, they connect them to SNAP benefits. Um, and same with, like, stuff as easy as health insurance. One of the guys who I talked to from there said that he just didn't have the time because he was working so much in order to get out of uh, living in his vehicle, he didn't have the time to, like, fill out uh, his health insurance forms. And so they they were there to help him with that. Um, So they do a lot, and they do even more than they advertise. So, for instance, one of my sources told me that they bring free dinner every Wednesday. um, Uh And they had never said anything like that to me. They don't have that advertised anywhere. Um, So they're doing a lot for the people that they serve.
1: That's awesome. Uh, Here's some stats I actually got from them, and I hope they don't mind that I quote these, but living in a vehicle in the city street is illegal in about 99% of the city of Los Angeles, and it's 100% illegal in cities like Santa Monica, Malibu, West Hollywood, and and such. So that says a lot about, you know, where do you park your car Mm. if you live out there? How do they handle things such as basic needs, basic human needs, you know, I mean, I know we, you know, we get the free meals here and there, but showers and and waste disposal, trash disposal, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Do they handle any of that?
2: Yeah. So, safe parking, LA. I'm. I know that they have um, bathrooms that are available to people. Um, that's for people who are living in their cars by choice. They tend to have a lot of options that they install in themselves, or they. What a lot of people will do is they'll have gym memberships so that they can have a safe place to go to the shower every day, um, to go to the bathroom, things like that. Um, And in terms of waste disposal, uh, a lot of people use RV dump stations. So those tend to be on, you know, public park lands, um, national parks. So the kind of places where RV, where people who live in RVs would dump their waste. In fact, this is something that um, LA County knows that there are not enough of in the city. Um, so in August, the board of supervisors for LA County actually voted on a measure that will provide more waste disposal solutions because they know that there are a lot of people living in their vehicles here and waste disposal has been a recurring issue for people who live Mm. in their vehicles. So they're trying to create more stations where people can dump their waste.
1: It sounds like preparation is a big thing too. Uh, if you're heading out there and you don't want to live this lifestyle, um, maybe having a... (laughs) a small trust fund helps or um, because a lot of the people that are doing this by choice are working full time. And what I found interesting in your article was that you pointed out that a lot of the people who work on film sets get three meals a day Mm -hmm. working, working on the set. Yeah. So, but they just cook on the weekends in their cars and you had some pretty cool pictures of how people have their vehicles set up. And I, I thought that was fascinating.
2: Yeah, we had an amazing photographer who was so good and went out to all these different places in L.A. because these people live all over um, and photographed these uh, these vans, and they're all so different. You know, there's one girl who, um, who has, like, such a great design to her van, um, mm-hmm. and we photographed her on the Santa Monica Pier and everything, so that looks kind of ideal. And then you have people, a guy who's living in his minivan who— boarded over his windows um, and has like a little hot pot where he makes his meals and things like that. So you see the different variety of how people are, how people are living this way and how they've, how they've figured out ways for this to work for them. And it's really amazing. I think the photos are at least 50% of the story. Like it's, it's incredible to see what these people are doing.
1: Yeah. It was impressive. Uh, When, when you were out there, did you meet other industries? You know, we know, We know there's the filmmakers, but are there any other occupations living this way?
2: In response to the story, uh, a lot of artists and musicians came forward Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, photographers. So these were people who weren't necessarily in the entertainment industry. So Mm -hmm. I didn't end up talking to them specifically, but there's a lot of creatives who were doing this. And I think for creatives, part of that is, you know, it's, it's hard to make money as an artist. But also, mm-hmm. uh, these people tend to be more open to alternative lifestyles, right? Um, and yep. so they, they're more open to a different experience of life and trying something new, even if it doesn't work out. Um, actually, it was funny. I, I was in an Uber to go to an interview uh, for this story, and I'm the woman who was driving the Uber, she lives out of a repurposed ambulance. And uh, yeah. she Uber drives during the day in a regular car, and then she goes back home to an ambulance that she's gutted out and put some furniture in. So, yeah, it's, it's really so many different people at this point.
0: This is fascinating. Katie, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to Thank us. Thank you. Katie Kilkenny, associate editor at The Hollywood Reporter. So that's our show for today, the first one of 2019. We thank you for joining us. Be sure to go back and listen to our other episodes. We have 20 uh, or more episodes that we've uh, done in the podcast thus far. Uh, if you'd like to contact us, tell us what we should be talking about. Tweet us at Borgesfilm or send us an email, info. At and we're on iTunes. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a star rating and leave us a comment. We've got a few comments there so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love to hear from you. Get Real Indie Filmmakers is a creation of Forrest Day Jr. He's also the host
1: of Rolling Tape on YouTube. And Jeffrey Michael Bayes, that's you, is the author of Between the Scenes, What Every Film Director, Writer, and Editor Should Know About Scene Transitions. And his latest book, Suspense with a Camera, A Filmmaker's Guide to Hitchcock's Techniques.
0: I'm getting emails now. Maybe that's somebody uh, trying to reach out to us. Uh. Well,
1: this is crazy. <laughs> Get Real Indie
0: Filmmakers is a production of Borges Networks 2019.